Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Nylon 9 podcast. On this week's episode, we're going to be chatting about Angel Olsen's brand new album, which is called All Mirrors. And we'll be talking about tracks from the likes of Just Mustard, People Club and more. Uh, I'm Nylon 9 and I'm joined by Andrea Cleary. Hello. Nearly forgot your name there. Did you? That's, that's <laughs> weird. It's been one week. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, Where no, were I'm you? I'm just tired. I'm just tired. Yeah, I as you so eloquently put it on last week's podcast, I fecked off daily. You fecked off, off. I went on holidays, lads. It was a very um, restorative. Uh, you seem restored. Yeah, not now, but um, <laughs> I've been. I was trying to find. There should be a word for that t- thing that you have when you come back from holidays and you're just like snowed under with mm-hmm. everything. Uh, oh, oh, you're just trying to catch up, and everyone's like, "Oh, you're back from holidays now. Can I talk to you?" And I was like, "No, mm-hmm. I can't. I, I can't deal with all this." Anyway, but I had a great time in holidays. It was absolutely fantastic. Uh, Lake Como, lads, Jesus, yeah, go there place and uh, seek it out. It is uh, an amazing place. Got to ride a boat around Como for a couple of hours. Um, yeah, beautiful uh, place. Um, and spent some time in Milan and Genoa, and bought some records, and went to nice restaurants and you've come back to a hurricane i have yeah so just as we're recording now the um 
Storm Lorenzo or Hurricane Lorenzo? So I think it's currently a hurricane, but by the time he arrives here, he'll be a mere uh, a mere super tropical storm. Just a blip. Just a I've fart. been just. I think I've. <laughs> I'm becoming very, very interested in weather. You're wa- and you weather watching, events. You're watching it on uh, Google Maps. Uh, yeah, I have like a live stream radar. of it coming over. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I don't understand any of the science around it, but I feel like I know everything there is to know, which is that everyone needs to stay safe. Everyone stay safe. Yeah. And you have, presumably, have stayed safe by now. Hopefully. You're listening to this. So, yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, that's, uh, that's, that's the weather that's if, chat. That's if out. this goes out. Yeah, uh, do, do you want to hear the about... the ultimate Irish thing, the weather yeah. chat. Yeah, let's... And we get to talk about hurricanes for once. I yeah. think we should introduce that as a section on the podcast. Let's not. <laughs> we just talk about the weather. <laughs> um, instead of talking about the weather, do you want to hear about Kanye? Catch me up. What's been going on in the world of uh, Mr. West? Okay, so Mr. West, last week, didn't release an album. Were you surprised? Uh, no. Nor was I. I was disappointed. I did check on Friday, though. Oh, yeah. It was, was the first like, thing I did when I woke up. No, not there. Yeah. And then as soon as I saw it wasn't up by the afternoon, I was like, this isn't happening. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I knew, like, I literally, I woke up, like, rolled over in bed, got my phone, and was like, right, is it out? Check Spotify. Not always guaranteed that it's going to be on Spotify. Checked around the place, True. and then, no, nothing. So I kind of knew it wasn't going to happen. Have you heard anything else about it? I honestly, um, I've only seen bits and pieces. I've seen that it might be a film only or it's a documentary or I don't know. So, so tell um, me what's happening. Because th- when you talked about it last week, basically it, there was, as a usual, lot of speculation. you just didn't know what was going on. No, no. Um, we so still don't arrive. really know what's going on. Was there ever an official statement after it didn't arrive on Friday? No. Of course. No. So, um, and I have Esquire.com to thank for this because they've, they've done a really handy rundown of like what it's called. What, here's what's really going on with Kanye West's new albums, Yandy and Jesus is King. Um, and it's gone back to, you know, the September 17, 2018 is when we first had the announcement. Um, September 28th, 2018 was the original release day for Yandy. We've been dealing with oh, this yeah, yeah, year. for over a year. Um, and then, you know, you skip forward, Kim Kardashian releases the the promo that it's going to be Jesus is King. And then, no, it's going to be Yandy. And then the Sunday service, blah, 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 blah. Fast forward. October 1st, 2019. Yandy ringtones. Yeah, I saw this. So did you hear any of them? I heard just snippets so you know when you go onto the itunes store and you go itunes still had ringtones oh you you don't you don't peruse the ringtone store no you you don't ringtone bro you don't ringtone bro (laughs) so apparently when you go in to look at ringtones in the itunes store which is something you can do because it is uh 2019 because it's 2019 uh, and people are buying ringtones purchasing ringtones still number one yeah um yeah you can play a little snippet of them and what sounds like new Kanye West music plays. Right. But it's gone now, apparently. Well, there is a, I was deep in or Kanye or Yandy leaks, like all over it. There, there is a small snippet of a video that you can, that you can listen to. Okay. And it plays the three of them. All right. I'll put the link in, in the notes. Um, yeah, three tracks. And so it appears to me that, despite all all signs 
pointing to there being no album that there is in fact music there's definitely music yeah so it's not just a documentary but there is he is going to show a documentary there is going to be a documentary shown on october 25th i believe it's an imax film um it's just going to be that peephole thing again isn't it going to be a massive IMAX screen well, and then a little peephole like the Coachella uh, yeah <laughs> that's like a tiny little bit on blip on the screen well the the artwork for it is like it looks like a keyhole and mm. it says only an IMAX uh it was shot in Arizona and you know so Jesus is King and Yandy concert see, film they seem to be gone right and now it's a Sunday service concert film I'm getting a little bit peeved oh well why would you bother stage. I mean I'm getting annoyed. <laughs> yeah. You should, you should tell him. Drop should him drop him a tweet him. there and let him know you're not happy. Something sure we didn't catch on Mike last week. Um, but before Luke and I started recording, Luke went to look up Kanye's Twitter and couldn't find it for a moment. And we thought for a second that Kanye West had blocked him on Twitter. <laughs> it was the funniest <laughs> thing that ever happened. The panic in the boy's eyes. It was very good. <laughs> what did so, they yeah. ever do to him? Um, so that's how, so that's basically... That's what's not going on with Kanye, basically. So originally, last mm. week... We conceived of doing a double album review, which you did with Girl Band and Dermot Kennedy. Mm-hmm. You can listen now in, in your previous links on yeah. all platforms now. Um, but the reason we did that was because we thought, uh, okay, well, there will probably be a Kanye album next week. Yeah, but we're going to we, do a Kanye never, special. Yeah, we're never sure. Um, and obviously that didn't transpire. We had this whole week cleared. Like we weren't even going to do other songs. It was going <laughs> to be a Kanye week. An hour and a half Kanye special. Feature length, neither nine podcast Kanye special. Yeah, he let us And know. now he's ruined it. Yeah. Um, Thank God for Angel Olsen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're going to be talking about Angel Olsen this, uh, on this podcast and this episode. So uh, that's good uh, to have something to talk about. Mm. But uh, so I, I presume then we won't have a Kanye album to review when we do our live podcast next Sunday. Our what? In Cork. Uh, as part of the Cork Podcast Festival, uh, myself and Andrea will be traveling to Kino in Cork and doing our uh Live podcast, uh, first time ever actually yes. for both of us uh, doing the Nile or Nine podcast live. Um, more details about that will be coming shortly, but um, once I confirm all the guests and we'll do mm-hmm. that. But uh, yeah, I was hoping we'd have something like that to talk about in terms of an album as it stands. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. I mean, so, I yeah. mean, m- maybe the live show will just have to cancel everything we've planned and make that the Kanye special. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. but I wish he'd he'd have the decency to to release is he even tweeting about anything no not the last since the last time i checked and i think kim's been pretty silent as well Mm. well while we do some online sleuthing i'll just say yeah so cork podcast festival um sunday october 13th it's free in if you're in cork you just come down and say hello that's it and uh yeah i think we have some ideas about what we're going to be talking about we'll be chatting to uh, various members of the music Irish music community, Cork music community, about uh, they give us the night campaign and the uh, Cork nightlife economy and how that's going on there. Considering we've devoted a fair bit of time this year to the Dublin um, nightlife economy in terms of our give us a night special and then recently with the Bernard Shaw, um, so I'm interested to see what uh, how that transpires in terms of what happens in Cork. Um, yeah, so that'd be good. It'd be mm. nice to do a podcast. I want to hear about all the great things that happen in Cork because when, whenever you talk to anybody from Cork or who's moved to Cork or who has even visited Cork, it's like Cork is unbelievable for gigs, it's unbelievable for music, it's unbelievable for nightlife. So I want to hear about all the 
all the positive stuff going on in Cork. Miyazaki for food. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. My God, it's the best food I've ever, best ramen I've ever had in my life. Um, well, that's good. Best place going, definitely. Um, I'm sure we can find you something to eat there. It is uh, yeah. incredible. Mm. Uh, very good. Um, but yeah, that'll be next week. Um, so that means that our podcast next week won't arrive on the Thursday or Friday. It will happen on the Monday afterwards. Mm. So, yeah. So so uh, don't panic. Don't panic. If you're looking yeah. out for that, you can come along and just uh, experience it in person uh, as long with loads of other Cork podcasts or, or podcasts at the Cork Podcast Festival, including The Point of Everything, Blind Boy, Those Conspiracy Guys, The Creep Dive, and Alison Spittle, and much, much more. So, yeah, that's that's our plug out of the way. What else is going on, Dre? Do you want to hear about Marcy? Um, no, not really, but you're going to tell me. Yeah, okay. I just, no, no, tell me. I, I, I'll I, tell you. I, I don't like him. I know. Well, yeah, that's good. <laughs> He's the ultimate fucking dose. <laughs> he is. Have you, how long have you not liked him? I've never liked Marcy. You were never a Smith fan? No. Okay, yeah. See, you're lucky. See, now <laughs> yeah, I have I to. I don't have to torture. Well, yeah, now I have to come to terms with the fact that, like, I'm not, well, like, with, with the Smiths, I don't know, I, I was never able to really stop listening to them or stop loving them um while Morrissey just kind of like climbed down this horrible hole of just becoming a really gross racist and this week he just did some more racist stuff um so he was playing a gig at uh in Portland in Oregon and uh there were some protesters there with um some signs but one was just it was literally just like an anti-racism sign and the other one said Big Mouth Indeed, which I enjoyed. I thought that was quite clever. And yeah, he stopped his show and had the two of them removed. And I just feel like having somebody removed from a show for like holding up a sign with an anti-racism yeah, logo on it cool. is not a good move. <laughs> um, and yeah, it obviously it comes after he was wearing a, um, what is it called? Britain, Britain First or... Yeah, I think it's Britain First badge on some American chat shows and at his live gigs and stuff. And it's just, it's the baffling seem me. seem to love him. I know. Why do they love him so much? Well, I mean, I think the, the Americans, like older Americans think of the Smiths as being this like quintessentially British, um, like they have this like quintessential British sensibility that Americans seem to find very interesting. And that's fine, you know, like I've, I've, love the smiths for most if not all of my life but i'm at the point now where i'm like i think i have to cut them out really? and well we discussed this before in a special last year yeah. uh, early december about problematic favorites and what we came up with was that it's basically down to your own personal decision yeah. about whether you want to listen to an artist having knowing what kind of character they are or what yeah. they've done in the past so my problem is that like you're hitting, I think that, you're hitting that wall now i am and it's it's hard because and i i know we were talking about this on that same during that same conversation because, you know, Morrissey isn't the only member of the Smiths and Johnny Marr is one of my favorite guitarists and one of my favorite, like, music writers ever. And I, I don't want to have to give up listening to his... Well, he's still Lovely doing news. solo stuff as well, isn't he? And he yeah, doesn't seem to be a racist this. prick. So. No, he doesn't. He doesn't seem to be. Um, the with rest Marcy, of them seem to have just like Yeah, they're just like, I'm all right. Yeah. Uh, with Marcy, it appears the only uh, thing he can tolerate is the safe space for himself and nothing else. Um, yeah. 
you can't tolerate other people, other races, other anything, just as long as he's looked after and he's feeling safe in his own uh, adoration, um, then I guess that's enough for him. I know, it's really gross. I just, yeah, I it's it's since he said that um, everyone prefers their own race, does that make everybody racist thing? He said that a little while ago. I was just like, oh, there's no coming back. Like, I think he's always been a bit of a bit, I don't know, bit iffy, but he's he stopped towing the line now, and he's just yeah. he's just like, hey, everyone, I'm racist, and proud. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm an old racist ski bag. Yeah, so um, I'm no longer going to stream any Smith's music. Very good. Um, did you read his book when it came out? No, I I read some chapters out of it. It was insufferable. Yeah, pretty good. He's just in the pantheon of bad books. It was up there for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure he sold loads of copies for though, he doesn't care. Yeah, and Mar- Morrissey fans will always will always listen to him. And Smith's fans will always kind of be like, oh, you have to separate the art from the artist. And it's just like, I don't know if I can anymore. Yeah, well, that's a person's decision. So yeah. there we go. You've made yours. Yeah. So if you change your mind, you can be sure to let us know. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll update everyone on the on the Morrissey thing. Or maybe I won't. It's just a sad thing, isn't it? When someone you like turns out to be a big wanker. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well, that's it. Um, anything else going on of, of note in terms of anything, any positive news, perhaps? No. Okay. We have no reason to be cheerful this week. Ah, oh, no, no. There's reasons to be cheerful, surely, isn't there? there there's loads of music out this week. There's loads yeah, of music that we're not even well, going to get to talk about out. Um, Chromatics dropped an album. We'll, which we'll we, talk about that. We will talk about a song from that, but Chromatics dropped an album. Um, there's lots of good stuff coming up. It's fine. Okay. Everything's right. going to be fine. It's fine. You And we're, we're into your season now, so yeah. you're totally in your element. I am. Hurricane and all. Autumn, autumn, uh, what do you call it? Autumn. Your, uh, just your general vibe. Of oh, just autumnal feelings and yeah, I, I'm just, I'm liking it a lot. It's you're good. an autumn gal. I'm an autumn gal. Very yeah. good. And we have a lot of autumnal sounding music coming up, so Very I'm good. happy out this week. Okay, any more news or will we move on to Songs of the Week? Let's move on to Songs of the Week. Cool, it is Songs of the Week time. Our first track uh, this week is from Dundalk's uh, Just Mustard. The song is called Seven.
is Just Mustard. Song is called Seven uh, from the Dundalk Band. But before we continue, Dre, you do actually have a reason to be cheerful. I remembered a reason to be cheerful. Um, Tom York did a really, really great interview with Stephen Colbert on the Colbert Show. Um, and they talked about... There's a man coming into his own skin, just being himself. Tom! Make, making great music still. Oh, he's, yeah, he's just so endlessly charming and so himself. He just seems to have really... I don't know, grown in confidence a lot over the past few years. And I really, really enjoyed that interview. I, f- I feel like they they worked well with each other. They talked about Brexit. They talked about the royal family. They talked about sleep. They talked about the album, obviously, and kind of around those themes. And yeah. if you enjoyed the album, you'll enjoy the interview. I haven't I checked in with Colbert in a while. Um, He's good. I like him. Yeah, I like his interviews. I love yeah. his interviews. I love when he uh, chats to people. He clearly... Uh, his enthusiasm comes across for them. I find him a very fascinating person. Yeah, he's cool. He's cool guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, Loves God. Does he? Loves God. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Very, very religious, but um, in a in a very interesting way. Um, there's, there's, you know, clips of him talking about um, religion and stuff online. Yeah. And it's very interesting. Very good. Okay, well, back to Just Mustard. The song is called Seven. Um, this is the latest in a, a line of tracks that this band have released. Um, I mean, it was only a year and a bit ago that I first came across Just Mustard. Um, they quietly released their debut album, self-titled album, and uh, on Bandcamp, and uh, slowly grew a lot in terms of uh, plaudits and accolades and people paying attention to them, mm. to the point where they were supporting the Cure, I believe, on tour recently. And uh, have you seen them live? Have you seen Joseph Mustard I live? saw them play a couple of songs at The Choice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's that's as far as I've seen with them live, yeah. But they were excellent, though. They are a great band, and uh, it's nice to hear stuff like this. I mean, coming in from Girl Band uh, last week, and just some really well-constructed, like, guitar music, mm. like, using tones and different things and percussion to hear on this song that, you know, a bit of imagination. I love that kind of stuff, and that's my favourite kind of music is music that it just has, does something a bit different, mm. and I love this because of it. And I love the vibe. It's kind of has that shoegaze element, but, like, it's not just a, a genre exercise. It's, I like their buzz completely, and I think live, they really are fantastic. And, uh... Yeah, that's how I feel about Just Mustard. Yeah, I think for me, with every release they have, they're getting closer and closer to the sound that I kind of want them to have. You know, selfishly in my head, I I know what I want from this band and, and they're getting closer and closer to that with everything that they bring out. I really, really like this song. I like how they play with dynamics a lot. And I, I think you're, you're dead right in that it's not just a straightforward kind of shoegaze song. It's definitely within that realm, but... They're doing really, really interesting things with the um, with the dynamics in the actual production of the tune. And yeah, I, I mean, I just love that percussion. I love her voice being kind of starkly contrasted against the uh, the kind of wall of sound thing. Really, really nice. Really like it. Yeah. Great. Um, Up the town. God, I'm loving just loads of great Irish music out at the moment. Like, oh, really, stop. Like, stop. from Girl Band and then Kojak and Luke Palm and just like little bits and pieces here and there. Mm-hmm. What a time to be alive. I know, there's <laughs> loads more to come as well. It's uh, very exciting. Yeah, I, um, I am loving the Girl Band album. The talkies took me a few weeks to get into it. Um, Did it? Yeah, but I only when I, like, I got a chance to listen to it properly um, in the car, actually, when I got back uh, this week and I really enjoyed it. Um, it's, 
again just that kind of sonic um palette that they're playing with is totally singular to them and they're doing that kind of you know they're using traditional guitar rock instruments to do things that just sound so different and no one like no one else and yes it is almost panic inducing because that's a lot of where it comes from but um i do I love the visceral energy of it all. And I really feel like um, if I was 15 or 16, I would be, they would be my favorite band. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They would just be, yeah, that kind of, you know, when you're that age and you just love loud noise. And yeah. like, especially like, I think that's why like Rage Against Machine, for example, is like, it turns out I was actually ended up listening to a Zach Del Rocha song last night on Shuffle <laughs> and uh, the Pistol Grip Pump, I think it's called. And it was like, yeah, you love this stuff because it's just like it's just that kind of like blast of energy and you know it like lifts you up almost and i think that's what i love about the girl band uh girl band's music is that it comes from a a place of you know almost darkness and but they turn it into something so interesting and visceral and really engaging just mm-hmm. really really great so i'm really looking forward to just listening more to that and yeah. seeing are you going to the again. gig i hope to yes yes yeah one of the Vicar- nights in vicar street for sure i'll mm-hmm. be going to that hopefully so yeah that's it uh, loads of good irish music and speaking of uh it is ireland music week this weekend and one of the bands playing is this band called people club and this is a song called kill scott kill him <laughs> <laughs> connection here because they're playing Ireland Music Week as far as I'm aware the members uh, all based in Berlin are uh, from Australia US uh, UK New Zealand and Ireland um, so yeah that's five <laughs> so <laughs> Sarah Martin Ray Saunders Saxon Gable Pete Costello Pete Costello that sounds like an Irish name could be Sarah Martin no Pete Costello we're gonna go with it is that the correct answer? We'll find out. And Drew Deal, what a good name, uh, on drums. Uh, band formed in 2018 after moving to Berlin at the same time. And they have a new EP called Kill Scott. This is the uh, title track from it. And they have a record called Perfume on the way. The EP is out first on November 15th. This was a new discovery for me. I caught their name a while back. Uh, and in the fact that they were playing Ireland Music Week this weekend, they're playing on uh, Friday. 
Friday in the work months, I think. Um, and I really like this song. I haven't actually had a chance to listen to anything else they've done. Um, but it really reminds me of the band Mr. Twin Sister. Mm-hmm. That kind of vibe, less like a disco-y kind of summary, but um, has some of that atmosphere of the early Mr. Twin Sister stuff when they were just called Twin Sister. And I really like this a lot. I like this too. Um, Great, we'll move on. Yeah, uh, but to be honest, I don't have that much to say about it. This is the only song of theirs I've heard. It makes me want to hear, hear more, but yeah. I I like it and it fits in with a nice kind of theme we have this week of just interesting um, interesting vo- vocalists in particular, I think. Um, yeah. And I really, really like the vocals on this track. So. The vocal is by Sarah Martin. Yeah. Um, I also appreciate, um, talked, I did a talk today in uh, Trinity with some of the Clang. students. students <laughs> and uh, we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, uh, you're often, as a musician, you're seen before you're heard now because mm. everything exists online. And People Club, actually, their press shots and stuff like that just actually caught my eye a bit. And I was like, just really good photos of the band, like really good, just straight up uh, good press shots. And I was like, yeah, this, that was the first thing that caught my eye when it came in. And then I was like, oh, there's an Irish connection here. Hmm. So that's it. Good job, um, the person who did the press shots. Yeah, then. just like very straightforward, nice, hmm. bright photo. Do it right. And yeah, I was just, I thought it was cool. Um, and it definitely looked like a bit of a, gang in that way they're kind of uh you know all um huddles together in the press shot and stuff like that and did i see i think i saw a photo of them all dressed as nurses or or doctors or something as well i think that's in spotify and oh yes it is in spotify. Yeah, so, that's yeah. where i saw it that sounds yeah. familiar. so another good one um that is people club and the song is called kill scott uh our next track is by catalabon and uh, bradford cox and this is called secretary can I take some time? Can you stay on hold? Take a holiday, make amendments. Can I take some time? Can you stay on hold? Take a holiday, make amendments. Same to peaceful seven Cox. Um, it is from an EP that they've done together on the label that I don't have in front of me now, which is called uh, Mexican Summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, new EP from them, a collaborative EP. Um, Dre, you picked this song. Tell me why. I find this song really, really interesting. Um, I, I mean, Catalabon is Catalabon. Um, just that voice always has really, really interesting lyrics. And I think what I like about this song is that maybe the first two or three listens I just found really kind of confusing and a bit baffling and I wasn't quite sure why I liked the song um but then I just it it just became apparent how clever it is you know it's a song about the monotony of work and about um you know it's it's a secretary and it's about uh, putting some people dialing in on a switchboard say and you know you're 
putting it through and making all these connections but ah are you really making connections but, and yeah it, I and there's kind of like cool like office sounding noises used in, in the percussion that kind of beat throughout that just make, makes me think of like just somebody working at a desk and doing the same thing over and over and over again and you get this real kind of sadness cutting through in these like low tones I don't know if it's a cello or if it's done like digitally but there's like a low tone that that is introduced around halfway through and it just undercuts it with just like such warmth and humanity it's it's just a really really interesting song and and the more I listen to it the more I find in it to think about um and the prettier it became then actually because uh, i don't think on the on the first listen it's that pretty a song it's quite disconcerting it is yeah, yeah but it but it becomes really beautiful the more you listen to it i think mm. yeah what mm. do you think uh yeah because it's disconcerting i i'm not sure i go back to this an awful lot okay <laughs> it just has a an overwhelming creepiness for me that yeah. i just can't see myself going back for i do enjoy the subject matter although it's not something you want to be in broiling all the time <laughs> like yeah. board office workers i wouldn't um, know anything about that so. no <laughs> uh, but yeah uh it is yeah she's great and uh first came to my attention when she was on the neon neon album really way back she's welsh right yes yeah yeah um so. yeah and she was nominated for mercury as well very recently so fair play to her for that uh, her album from this year is fantastic stuff. we never reviewed it yeah i don't here. think i've actually heard it properly um i i sort of there was i remember there being a lot out that week and i didn't get around to it until a few weeks later but it is fantastic yeah and i, I, I recommend going back couple and of nice songs on that one that i remember at the time but, yeah i uh, hadn't really gone back to home to you maybe it was the song it's definitely worth revisiting it before the end of the year because it'll probably make its way on a list it is called Rewards mm. and Reward, and there's a song on it called Sad News and uh, Mother's Mother's Magazine. So they're the ones you there like. You go. Yeah. Well, I, I I've heard home to you. That's one I've, I've okay. <laughs> picked my ear. Just just looking at the track list, and that's all. Okay, we'll move on to our next track. Is from Chromatics. They had an album out this week. Surprise, surprise! But it was not Dear Tommy. It wasn't. But this is the first song on it. It is called uh, The Sound of Silence. talk about this track this is chromatics and the sound signs opening track from their album closer to gray so dear tommy was promised oft promised in the last few years much like a uh, a jesus king except for much more Ariandi or much more drawn out mm. they kept promising it and then it never and then they just put out some singles and then apparently the rumor was that um the album was scrapped after uh band leader burned burnt yeah burnt uh, burnt at the stake burnt, yeah. after johnny jewel had a near-death experience inside he didn't like the album so but they are calling this album their seventh album yes 
which leads you to believe that uh, Dear Tommy will come out their sixth album. I don't know if that works. Lads. So I've I, I've seen people say that, that 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 suggests that Dear Tommy will still come out. I don't think so. They just it's just deleted. No I well yeah I I get the impression that Dear, Dear Tommy, but because so much music was released around that album, it's sort of. I, yeah, you, you need somewhere to put it. So even though it's not an album, it, it makes more sense for this to be the seventh, I think. Hmm. Or just to have it as a little poignant what is nothingness anyway? there. What are numbers? I don't know. What, what is music? <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> but anyway, hook this to my veins. Yeah. Give, give me this all day, every day. You like this? This is so spooky. It is so <laughs> well, good. they're very good at doing spooky They are. And music. It's, this is very much, you know, a, a chromatics tune and... Um, Anyone that knows me knows me knows that I'm a massive, massive Simon and Garfunkel fan. And the, Simon and Garfunkel are one of those groups, and Paul Simon in particular is one of those artists that I don't really mind when people cover them, um, just because the songs are too good to only ever be sung in one way once. Um, so this is just and the Chromatics make a habit of covering. Um, the, yeah, songs. oh yeah, they 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 love a cover. There's a lovely uh, cover of uh, the. Jesus and Mary Chain um, of On the Wall from the 1987 Darklands album, also on this album. Really, oh, yeah. really lovely. Uh, so, so you're getting two covers on this. But yeah, this is this is absolutely gorgeous. Um, it, I love how atmospheric and dark it is. It's like an 80s horror soundtrack kind of thing. Um, yeah, it definitely has that vibe. I like that there's, there's like a funny nod to the sound of silence being the sound of the record that you can hear through it, like the needle actually on the record. And... I also like the kind of her, generally in their music, I like her kind of lack of expression in, in her voice. It's almost cold and robotic, but in a very charming and it's it's like she's, it's like a um, an uncanny thing. It's like, is she a robot? Is she a human? Yeah. I love that. It's, yeah, it's Very really, Lynchian, really great. which makes sense. They it is, yeah, really, really Twin Lynchian. Peaks. Weren't they in Twin Peaks as well the last season? They were, yeah, yeah. yeah. They've been a in a lot, lot of stuff in Drive as well. Like, very much part of that kind of 80s synth pop um, but in a dark way revival yeah. that we've had um, they're playing Dublin on October 22nd mm. Tuesday October 22nd um, apparently they will be showing a lot of uh, short films to accompany their uh, live performances made by Johnny Jewel as well so that could be interesting I, um, I think it definitely would be their music is very cinematic um, I have only given the album a listen once and I wasn't really feeling it if I'm honest really yeah when well, I'm usually a big fan of chromatics ah. but it's very languid and quite slow for them actually I, I like it slow I like it's pace I like it slow it's um, a, yeah like but it, it's it's kind of paced really well, I think. It's sort of, it just takes its time. I don't know. I, I, I really liked it. I've listened to it a couple of times now. I think I've listened to it two or three times. Um, and there isn't really a song on it that I... Well, there's maybe one or two songs that I'm not wild about, but most of it I'm like, hell yeah, give me this. Cool. Well, it's, it's also the time of year as well. Yeah, it, I tell you, I haven't listened to it on headphones. I would mm. like to hear oh, it. Oh, it's lovely. Lovely. Yeah, cool. That is the Chromatics uh, album. is called Closer to Grey. The song is called The Sounds of Silence. And uh, we're going to move on to our uh, album of the week. Before I do, actually, I'm going to do a kick plug for uh, since we won't be here next week uh, on Thursday. Uh, we 
Nine and Homebeat are doing a feature proof back next week, starting on Thursday, uh, October 10th, in the Bellow Bar. It is our uh, fourth season, fifth season of uh, it's our 13th gig, anyway, mm. as Feature Proof. So, Feature Proof is a uh, a night where we present a new and emerging music from Ireland and and beyond. And uh, so at Future Proof next week, we have the Waterford rapping uh, drummer, Alex Goff. We have the first uh, show in two years from in Dublin from Sean Arthur, a.k.a. Cobina. And we have the R&B, lo-fi R&B artist uh, April as well happening next Thursday, October 10th. Tickets at futureproofdub.eventbrite.com or have a look on the website or any of our events in on the 99 Facebook page you'll find it there uh, artwork as ever by Ruin Van Vlay and uh, always a fan of his stuff we've got loads of nice things coming up in November and December so yes that's my other plug that I wanted Lovely. to get into the show uh, all in thanks to O'Hara's beer as well so happening in the Bellow Bar on October 10th so Alex Goff Cabina and April I've got it right yes. well done thank you um, anyway it's time for our album of the week it is from Angel Olsen's uh, album is called All Mirrors and here is the title track track from her forthcoming album All Mirrors out uh, this Friday um, it is her fourth album to be released under the Angel Olsen name uh, following on from actually the last album she released was Phases which was kind of a collection of B-sides and material in 2017 I was a big fan of that album and of course um, she started more as a what would you call her like folky kind of singer songwriter with kind of retro leanings and and uh, obviously, it's all about her voice, really. My Woman was her last album before that, um, which was released in 2016, I believe. Um, and then Burn Your Fire for No Witness was uh, 2014 uh, before. So that was her real breakthrough album. And uh, yeah, so this is All Mirrors from Angel Olsen. So, Angel Olsen's fourth album, All Mirrors. A striking difference in terms of sound for uh, the artist here. Uh, maybe we should actually explain why. Uh, so, apparently, there was there's two versions of this album that were worked on. The first one was uh, in uh, recorded as a raw and solo versions uh, with producer Michael Harris. And the latter, which is this version, which has full strings and uh, arrangements, uh, was worked 
worked on with uh, producer John Congleton, who's worked with St. Vincent, among others, uh, and features a 14-piece orchestra. So, um, Angel Austin has done this in the past before, where she's always, she started out as very much a... Um, kind of like stripped back um songwriter and singer and was kind of one of her main appeals was that she had this um gloriously unadorned voice she didn't need to do much with it it is her calling card it's kind of um just a unique tone that she has that's very almost retro and a bit throwback and uh but she's paired it on this album with something completely different Mm. which is it's her best work I think coming out of the blocks with a big statement yeah yeah I'm coming out with it I okay I think Mm. this is her at her best let's get into it and I'll tell you why (laughs) do tell me why yeah I I think we're hearing more of what she can do on this album than we ever really have before um I was a big big fan of her her pop tune with Mark Ronson that was released earlier this year. And I think that that showed another side to her. Fantastic song. One of the best songs of the year, I think. Um, And I think throughout her career, she's definitely tried on different, different kind of roles. I mean, Shut Up, Kiss Me is, it's pop, it's rock. It's, it's that kind of electric sound. She's also had the, the much more subdued and gentle folk rock leanings. And I think all of that and more is here. This this album is like y- you have that kind of high pitched warble in her voice, but there's also she has a lot more comfort here in her lower registers. She stays there for entire songs sometimes, which you, you don't usually get with her. And you also have this amazing orchestration that doesn't hide anything um it's all there to serve what are really really brilliant songs really kind of subverting different different hats that she's trying on and she's there's moments when when she leans into things you know completely uh, which we'll probably talk about in a bit but I, I just find this so how how she managed to make a sound so huge feel so personal and how she just managed to kind of bring everything back to all of the dramatics around it how how she brings that back to the self and to this kind of strange dramatic femininity and it's just it sounds like a storm and it's the perfect time of year to listen to it it's wonderful i really love I'm it smiling because there's a storm in the way. yeah um yeah uh, i might surprise you with this by saying i am not sure how i feel about this album okay. at all um i don't know if i'm enjoying this at all right um talk to me tell me why I love her records, generally. I love her voice. She's definitely the anchor of this album. Um, But I don't know, I feel like something's a bit lost in the pairing of her voice and this big orchestra. Um, It kind of just, uh, I've given it so many listens now, but it just feels like a mood and an atmosphere. And I'm finding it hard to grasp any meaning or intention in it, other than the mood of it all um and the strings kind of swirl around her and she's in the maelstrom of of the music and holds around but i'm just not sure if i like this angel olsen as much as i like 
the other angels, which okay. is maybe a bit tra- more traditional, which is not usually how I feel about these things. Mm. I think it might just be a, for me, it's a case of it's not really for me the same way that uh, I tried to listen to Way's Blood, for example, the most mm. recent album, and I found it really hard to get into it. And I found a lot of similarities with that album and this one here. I think there is. Yeah, yeah you're dead right. Very there. much like it's poignant and it's very cinematic and it has lots of um, swells and rises and falls, but I'm just not sure I'm feeling it in the same way that I like all of her other music. It's very different. You liked All Mirrors when it came out. I like that song, yeah, a lot. I like mm. the song a lot. Um, so for for me, that the the more um, synth based songs on this album are the ones I'm less interested in. Okay, I'm yeah. definitely more interested in how she works with the orchestra because I I don't know. I find I think there there could be a little bit more cohesion on the album. I I don't I don't think it flows as well as it could have because of the disjointed kind of um like i i definitely listen to it as a collection of songs and and less so as yeah they kind of all bleed into each other as a narrative album you know yeah i uh, yeah it's just it's the kind of it the the first half of it is very kind of synth heavy and for me it's the it's the second half where it really it really kicks in for me um i'd I, I don't lose anything in in that um in that orchestration. I think, for example, the song Tonight, which is uh it comes later in the album. I think it's third from the end. Yeah, eight out of eleven, yeah. Yeah, and it's sung on such a low register. She's so she's so delicate in in the middle of this swirling dramatic instrumental, you know, orchestral piece and she's just kind of there in, in in the middle of it all but it's it's as if she's hardly there it's as if she's just one of the instruments um see you're and describing that she's, in a positive tone but I, to me maybe it's the opposite no well, like i i think it's it's the quiet confidence that she has within all all that sound and in all that that those swirls and those those really expressive violins and she's just you know she's supporting the piece you know as as opposed to there just being some strings added in for dramatic effect in a yeah, song i totally get that it definitely feels like the arrangements are central to this um enjoy the enjoyment of this record i just i think for me like angel olsen's music what gets me is like her voice is already otherworldly and eerie and um so evocative that it almost sometimes feels like overkill to give so much on this with to pair it up with an orchestra and and to the point where some of it just feels a bit lost and kind of aimless almost i haven't really connected with the music too much at all or her lyrics i can't really haven't been i mean that takes me a while sometimes but Mm. um i definitely i'm i'm gonna go back to it but i'm not sure Right now, I'm about, what, seven or eight listens in and I'm mm. still not feeling much from it. I think, I mean, yeah, if... It, I mean, if, I just don't understand music, so, it, you know, I just don't get it. <laughs> if if it's the case that you're just not interested in music that sounds 
kind of very dramatically cinematic and like if if that's if that if it's yeah. just that this it's style that. isn't for you just, yeah but it's, yeah maybe then there's that. not much you can do about it yeah no I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not like apologizing for how I feel about it yeah. I'm just trying to explain because I find it hard like on paper this is all exactly what I'd love mm. but in execution I'm just not really feeling it too much um I think a lot of it maybe is that it sounds a lot more like other things that it evokes um even there's a song that either number four or five new love cassette or spring is very Beatles-esque song yeah and that's fine but I just don't really doesn't really move me an awful lot um what about I've, the final song on it chance because I, I I think honestly, if you're a fan, if you're a fan of her voice, that song is like a pick and mix. Her voice is what keeps me interested yeah. on the whole thing, where everything else seems to lose my interest. I feel, um, yeah. Look, I'm. I'm I actually, welled up the first time I listened to Chance. Are you? Yeah. Oh, you did. Like, <laughs> are you? Are you now? <laughs> Not right now. No, um, genuinely, I was so. I'm fine. So so moved by that song. Right. I just haven't connected with it yet and mm. uh, I'm going to have to revisit it in that case. I don't know if I'm ever going to, but um, yeah, you would think I would like this, but I'm just currently not feeling it very I have a prediction. I predict that she's going to release the other version of this album, the more stripped back album. I would love to. And that, that you're going to love that. See, that's the thing. I was surprised myself because uh, when she released the B-Sides compilation uh, phases in 2017, I was like, I love this. Oh, me too. This me is too. brilliant. Yeah. And like, I was really surprised that um, a collection of B-Sides was nearly like, it, it came at me a few months after release, um, kind of probably when we get to the end of that year and I was mm. listening back to stuff that it maybe missed and I was like, I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, I think my, I think F Phases is my favorite thing that she's done. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think there's just like, there's no baggage or weight with it. And yeah. It's just a collection of songs where this feels like it's so like weighty and mm. a statement that it's almost like it feels like hard work for me sometimes. Okay. <laughs> I will have to go back to it and I, um, maybe I need the right mood for it. Um, maybe. Maybe. maybe to not. me, this is, this is her moving more towards a, a mature, a more mature sound for her. Um, she's opting for a fuller musical kind of scope in her music. And I think that's really, really admirable. There there were moments on this album that I was reminded of Both Sides Now by Joni Mitchell in that kind of, in, in a similar way that you can map a person's songwriting and a person's voice changing from one part of their career to another. I mean, look, Angel Olsen has had a, a very a, a baby career and I'm not, I'm not for a moment comparing the album to Both Sides Now in a, <laughs> in like a critical way, but there's 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 something to be said for the influence that Joni Mitchell must have had on Angel Olsen for this album like just you I don't know you you can't listen to this and not think about how how the orchestration and how the jazz elements in it and how her vocal experimentation especially in the second half of the record has to be um has to be inspired by by dear Joni um and I think that that's a really brave thing to do I, I think she's taken a lot of risks on this on this album as well yeah I don't I don't fault her for uh, her ambition and yeah. this album um, at all but I think personally for me 
what I love about Angel Olsen is, is basically the opposite of what I like about a lot of music is that like that kind of singular uniqueness that uh, or like something new. Her voice has a traditional kind of retro feel to it. Mm. And I love when it's mostly just her and stripped back to her and a guitar and a few other things and very little else. Um, well, then really I think so, some are tonight and chance off this album are for you then. I'm gonna have to go and listen to this again. They're tonight. they're they're all her voice. They're like, and she's she's doing especially in in the last track. I think it's like as an album, it can be hard to process all of that stuff in one go. And mm. usually, you know, I review albums obviously all the time, mm. and we talk about it on the podcast. But for this one, I'm finding I I don't know if I'm there's not I'm not getting enjoyment out of listening to this. I'm not finding myself. Where I like, I'm just surprised by myself that I'm like, this is totally what I should be into, and I'm just yeah. not feeling anything on it. This does surprise me. Other than all the I, I thought you'd be well into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe we will revisit it and I'll have a different opinion, or maybe not. But um, that can happen, like with White Ways Blood later on, like everyone talking about how great it was. And I was just like, I just can't connect with this at all. Mm. And uh, yeah, that's that's how I feel about it, unfortunately. That's okay. I still think she's amazing and. Uh, I, of, I think my, it's, she's I actually think one of my favorite singers. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, so I really need to get this more go. Like, if eight listens isn't enough, uh, well, I, mean, I don't know. It's just like her her best vocal work lives in this album. Yeah, like the the most interesting things that she's done with her voice in her whole career is here. I'm not saying that like maybe it's the production as part of it as well. Maybe I, I find I it definitely quite think, overbearing sometimes the yeah. production. Like she, not that she's buried because she is very present but but that's the thing i i yeah i i don't i don't ever think that she's lost in it i think there's moments where she where she steps back and she lets the music do it but i i never really feel like she's she's up against it it all just kind of it all moves very it all makes sense you know it like it it makes sense when she when she pulls back and the orchestration gets gets bigger and huger and louder like for me, the, the the synth tracks, I'm like, I'm much less interested in, but her, her actual, her work with the orchestra, I think to do that so in, in such an accessible way with the amount of experimentation she's also doing, even tonally, like she you sort of feel like she's going to go somewhere you feel like stuff's going to resolve and then it she just opts for dissonance and it's i i find it actually a really really challenging listen at times and then there are other times when you're just rewarded by just like ah yeah okay we will resolve to the tonic here in this very 1960s phil specter way and it all sounds like like a a beautiful yodely version of baby love and yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm so excited by a lot of the songs on this album. I think it's really, it's something else. Great. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> maybe the grandiosity of all of it is too much for too me much. at the moment. That's fine. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm overwhelmed by processing this yeah. album. Um, so I'm gonna have to go back to it. I think for sure. But I definitely would recommend giving it a go. Um, it's certainly. Yeah, like I said, it's very an amb- a very ambitious record for her and uh, her craft and definitely a whole new vibe that we didn't know uh, was in uh, her music up till this point. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, let's play a bit from the song Lark 
And this is the opening track, right? Yeah, the opening track. Okay, that's Angel Olsen. Uh, the album is called All Mirrors. I have resolved in the uh, in the time you were listening to that song to uh, go and listen to Chance and Tonight in the next Chance while. and Tonight, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I will do that. Uh, with headphones. Course, with headphones. I've been given instructions by Andrea here, so <laughs> I will do that. Um, so that's pretty much it for the pod this week. Uh, it remains for me to ask, what have you been consuming this week uh, in terms of movies or books or pop culture? What's been going um, on? I've been listening to a lot of music. So, yeah, I can definitely recommend the Chromatics record, which we spoke a little bit about. Um, been listening to the new Tandem Felix album. Um, which is out next week. Out next week. Um, it's very good. Um, spoiler alert, it's excellent. Um, what else have I been listening to? Um, um, that That might be... It really oh new new Maya Sophia track uh came out today, premiered on, on Neither Nine. Uh it's Indeed. also excellent, as is everything that she's kind of released so far. Big fan of hers, and she's got an album coming later in the year. Um Kobina had a really nice remix, the Kobina Can't Sleep remix of a Lilite tune, which I really enjoyed. And then it it sort of I had a thread today on Twitter about how I forget that SoundCloud is a thing. Um, so <laughs> I was sort of just, yeah, clicking around SoundCloud today and trying to listen to artists that don't necessarily have music on Spotify or artists that I wouldn't really connect with through, like, you know, your discover. I, I think yeah. I rely too much on Spotify for my music. And I would like to get out of that habit. And yeah, I try and get out. I think Fridays is when I really like do the element of discovery with yeah. uh, release radar. But there are already things that I'm following or interested in. Yeah. And then Discover Weekly, I struggle with that a little bit. I've, I've got some good stuff out of it recently, but I don't listen to it every week. And mm. it's get a bit of a random, uh, randomness in there. You don't well, know I, what you're going to get. I read a really interesting article in the past week. I can't remember where I read it. It might have been on... I can't remember. It was on some some tech site anyway. It was on the internet. And it was about how when Spotify first did their Discover Weekly, 
they did 100% songs that you have never listened to before because they they obviously they know what you've listened to they know that you've never listened to these songs before and they had an amount of engagement on it but there was a bug in their algorithm that meant that something like 10% of the songs that were added onto your playlist were songs that you had already listened to but mightn't have listened to for a while or there was a sense of familiarity there and when that bug happened oh no sorry it it started out and that bug was in it and they were like oh no have to get rid of this because not all the the songs are are new and then when they got when they fixed the bug they got like something like 15 20% fewer listens on the playlist because people like there to be an element of familiarity on their on their discover playlists and mm. i thought that was really really interesting well that could feed into the narrative about uh, radio and the idea that radio uh, persists with in terms of you know you can't introduce people to too much new stuff unless yeah. they're actively seeking it out maybe yeah uh, on a grand scale with the number of people listening to it, you kind of see that reflected where people actually don't want to listen to that mm. much new stuff. They just want something to listen to. Like, do you me- Unless do you me- you're like people like us who are just like searching for new music all the time. Yeah. But do you remember at the end of last year, Spotify did their, they did their most, most played of, of your songs. Like they gave, they gave everybody a playlist yeah. of their most played songs. And then they had an alternative playlist of here's songs that you've never listened to. Yeah. But we know you'll like them. I, I found that playlist very overwhelming and I didn't actually go and listen to it that much because I but knew there was nothing at the familiar end of the on it. year when there was like, you're already I know, but it's, but it's been there in my playlist and I've scrolled past it sometimes. I'm like, I don't think I'm ready to go in and listen to all new music. So I just think it's really interesting that people do need to have something familiar. And I think it probably speaks to why um, singles being released is still a thing, even though the physical copies of like we don't deal in physical copies in the music industry anymore maybe it's you know you have to get that little bit of familiarity before people will jump in with an album yeah i don't know i've been well i've been thinking about that a lot this week i can tell you here (laughs) looking at my discover weekly which i found it really real i realized recently that people can follow my release radar yes they can that's funny there's people following that um which i find interesting mm. uh, but, but according to Discover Weekly I am yet to discover Angel Olsen <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, the right 19, the 1975 uh, Clark K Tempest Danny Brown Little Sims uh, Gruff Riss which is not true uh, none of this is true actually uh, and there's definitely some stuff in there Twin Shadows uh, I recognise and Bodega but there's other things I definitely have not heard but Spotify should surely know that I've been listening to Tierra Whack a lot so but it does know that, that. it does know that and it's in there to kind of to give you a little bit of a boost and a like boost, yeah. like oh this is stuff I might not know oh but I but I already know that aren't I good at music yeah you know yeah. I just I think that's so fascinating mm. that's amazing I'll try to find the article and I'll, I'll I'll link it somewhere it was really really interesting read very good um, I didn't listen to anything while I was away on holidays no which was I was going to ask when you go on holidays do you take a break I, from actually, music as true. well that is not true I was listening to the Whitney album mm-hmm. uh, which I adored and okay. I listened to it on holidays. While I was looking at mountains in Lake Como, Lovely. while the sun was shining, and I was like, "This is bliss! Heaven. I love it! I really enjoyed that album uh, in that context for sure." Yeah, I was as to music for sure. Um, yeah. We had a day where I was just chilling out reading. Speaking of reading, I was reading uh, Leonard and Hungry Paul, the book by um, Ronan Hessian, uh, also known as Mumbling Death Row. It is great so far. I'm really enjoying it. I'm about uh, halfway through, okay. and a really good novel and. 
the only time I ever read novels is when I'm on holidays. <laughs> so really? this is my novel for this year. So enjoying that. Um, other than that, uh, still enjoying Succession, very much so. Uh, watch, uh, watch Rocket Man. Have oh. you seen it? The Elton John. No, but biopic? I re-listened to um, the Kermode and Mayo episode where they reviewed it, and I forgot that it got like universally brilliant reviews. Yeah, it's surprising. Good? Well, it's divisive. Like it's a musical, first off, so that's not going to suit everybody. Uh, I thought the performance by the lead actor, whose name I can't remember right now, was uh, very good, but um, a lot of cliches in there. At the same time, you know, like drug dependency you know family stuff like maybe you know it's based on truth so maybe that's it but it just a lot of it felt like oh if it's like almost a carbon copy of bohemian rhapsody in the same way there's a lot of like very similar is it better than bohemian rhapsody um i think it depends on how much you like ellen john to be honest i think it like his his songs are quite theatrical anyway so it does suit the kind of musical format um uh yeah but it's just i felt like oh here we go again another music industry biopic where the manager is a prick and yeah yeah like the family don't accept him and like i mean this is truth but and that's fine but like it's just like i've seen this film before mm. and so i wasn't i did i did watch the whole thing though <laughs> so yeah i don't know there you go rocket man i, watched, I don't know, could be um, rushing back to it i watched my best friend's wedding last night <laughs> with my housemate I'm trying to remember. I definitely watched a couple of other things while I was away. Oh, we actually watched a because we're in Italy. We watched a, an Don't old, look now. old Italian. No, I didn't watch that. Oh. No, not the right one to be watching. We watched an older film from the '40s called uh, Bicycle Thieves. Uh, really good uh, old film. Um, uh, yeah, I can't remember who directed it now. And I just Google this quickly. Uh, Bicycle Thieves. Um, yeah, 1948 by Vittorio De Sica, uh, really plain story about a man whose bike, bike gets stolen in post-World uh, War II uh, Italy in Rome. As if he didn't have enough to be worried yeah, about. Yeah, and it's really, it's really good, really good story. Um, and also watched, um, because I'd actually never seen it before, uh, La Dolce Vita by Fellini. And because uh, I'd seen, I think, uh, what's his other famous film, Fellini film? You know, eight and a half, eight and a half. Yeah, I'd seen that before, and I was like, "Oh, what the fuck's going on here?" Um, but I really enjoyed it. It's uh, obviously it's a film that has a lot of layers and uh, lots to explore. And uh, I'm no uh, film reviewer, so I won't <laughs> go too much into it. I've but, seen um, La Dolce Vita. It's great. Huh? I've seen uh, La Dolce Vita. It's yeah, great. yeah. It's it's very fascinating, and uh, obviously for the time was probably quite groundbreaking in yes. terms and obviously that's a reason why Fellini is is often spoken about it's funny because it was like it's like he's one of those directors that people talk about but maybe they haven't seen all of his work or oh, yeah. just, his reputation yeah. precedes himself and that's about it but it was really nice to watch I think it. people are like that with Casablanca yeah I have seen that if you <laughs> if you challenge like especially like film people and um I don't know I've definitely or everyone gets the uh uh, thing wrong the, uh, the oh wrong. yeah where he never says um, here's looking at you yeah yeah um, oh the other thing I was watching and this uh, actually relates back to my holiday uh, we went to Italy and as, as, no. said, as I said before <laughs> but we went to we were staying in Genoa and uh, it was my birthday last week so uh, on the day of my birthday um, you've seen the trip to Italy with yes. Steve Coogan and Rob yes. Brydon so there is 
my wife Eva had devised that we would go to the beach restaurant in uh, the second episode of the second season of that uh, show. And uh, so it was in a place called San Frutoso, about an hour away from Genoa. And we got there. We got to a place called Portofino. I'm not, I know I'm literally telling you about my holiday, but anyway, here we go. We're <laughs> going to post the uh, the pictures up on neither9.com. They're already up on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> no, they're gone now. They're on stories. Um, but basically, we got there. I had a, a wonderful birthday because what happened was we got there. And the only way to get to this beach, cove, port place is by ferry or by walking. And we didn't realize that till we were 20 minutes away. But we were there quite early, so we were there before our reservation, a uh, good few hours. And we got right to Portofino, and it was all these, like, cruise people, mm. uh, American cruise ship uh, passengers taking over this small, quaint town called Portofino. And it was like, this is weird. And then we realized the ferry was actually cancelled. So the only way to get to this uh, place, um, this cove where this restaurant was, was to walk for 90 minutes up uh, hike basically hike up mountains by coastline and so we did that and it was actually wonderful it was lovely and we got there and uh, it was just a fantastic experience um, lovely beautiful little like shack restaurant with some of the best uh, seafood pasta I've ever had did you have your oysters uh, no no oysters, oysters. Um, just like really nice uh Seafood pasta and pesto, and uh, I had a nice Aperol spritz when we got there. Aoife had a swim as soon as we arrived. Uh, lovely Tunisian-Italian lad called Elvis looked after us. And then we got a boat. We chartered a boat back around the corner because basically there was no other way to get back uh, other than to go to a completely different uh, town. So we just had a really lovely day. And it was my birthday, so I was just like, this is great. If it was like, let's just, let's just hire a boat. Yeah. And it just brings us around the, um, the head. Uh, in that the choppy like waters. Nice oh, it was great. It was great. Yeah. It was one of the loveliest birthday experiences I've had. So that's, yeah. I've been watching the trip to Italy <laughs> because of that. Good. Uh, where they're singing on Alanis Morissette, uh, which is actually one of the reasons why uh, Eva started singing on social. Yes. Yeah, because we watched, remember watching that show and she was like, oh, I love that album so much. And then that kind of kicked off her uh, sing along social exper experiment, which mm. has been very successful ever since. So that's, you can also catch that next yay. Sunday in the Kino in Cork. <laughs> Sing along social. We'll come back to you on times because we're a bit confused at the moment. No, I think it's half seven uh, on the Sunday and then the sing along is on at 9 p.m., which yeah. is Fleetwood Mac stick around. versus ABBA. So, yeah, do check that amazing. out as well. Stick around after us. And uh, yeah, so I think that's it for us this week. Yes. Um, yeah, and uh, as ever, like if you appreciate what we're doing here, do support the Patreon and tell your friends. Patreon.com forward slash nine or nine. Uh, as I've been on holidays, I have not put them up much this week or the last week, but I will be posting some new uh, playlists and things in the next while. And also, yeah, uh, just thanks to everyone who supports us so far. I really thank appreciate you. it. We uh, do appreciate it. Thank you it. so much. Uh, we're going to leave you with a song from a band from Dublin called Autremond. They are also playing Ireland Music Week this weekend. And this is a song. It's a banger. It is a, it is a jam. Absolute jam. Uh, I mentioned that it sounds a bit like Arcade Fire. I've never heard Paddy Hanna sound so much like Arcade Fire mm. or Wynn Butler. 
maybe I just never heard it before, or maybe just the production really brings that out on it. But there's a absolute heavenly sax solo on this. Oh um, my god, yeah. Do enjoy it. It's about <gasps> listen uh, to the full song. Yeah, it's a song about uh, pursuing uh, music professionally as you are aging and maybe like you're like what am I doing this for and then you kind of know what you're doing really but uh, it is a great song it's called uh, On the Record by Ottramond and that's it from us this week we'll be back uh, our next episode I believe will be our live podcast yes we'll see you in Cork meet you there have seven see you soon bye
Oh, 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 oh,